This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus podcast where we look at well-known people's lives their careers and those difficult moments along the way i'm giles paley phillips and with me in his den of iniquity it's jim daly <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> no, no i don't either it always seems <laughs> like lewd it doesn't sound good no it no. doesn't it's got it's, it's got a slightly sinister vibe to it yeah um which i would say is the opposite of my cabin i think it's yeah. I think it's is it friendly? It's a bit too, that's a bit too much for a cabin, but it's a work, it's it there. looks it looks like it's a it's a working space. It is a working space, yeah, that is true. And I'm starting to get bits and bobs up on the wall that make it look more like an office. Mm. But yeah, I'm able to do the podcast from here, which is nice. That yeah. was the plan, wasn't it, for the last year or so. So it's yeah. nice to actually be in the cabin doing that. That's really nice to have that though. I think it's really nice to have that working space. And I can see in the background you've got a very nice um silver plate from youtube oh yeah yeah my my play button yeah yeah for a hundred passing a hundred thousand subscribers that's, that's quite an achievement it's quite cool yeah yeah i try yeah i try not to get too carried away about those kind of things but it's um yeah it's, it's nice to be proud of it's nice that youtube do that actually i mean we give them a bad a hard time youtube but that's quite nice that they reward mm. you know achievement i'd, I'd chase it I just it for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of emails going back and forth. Ah, <laughs> um, the bastards. Uh, but no, it's actually, and it, I was, it turns out I was asking the wrong person. Once I asked the right person, it actually came very quickly and they were, they were very helpful. That's um, a life lesson there, Jim. I think a lot yeah. of us are asking the wrong people. Well, I sort of... Asking <laughs> the wrong people or asking the right, wrong questions. Well, or not asking at all because I actually, I basically assumed it would be sorted and I didn't do anything for months and then nothing uh. happened. And then I emailed... I, I work with a company called Studio Seven Two One. It sort of helped manage my channel, and I emailed Esther, who was my talent manager at the time, who's now left, um, and said, "Am I supposed to do something about this?" She was like, "Yeah, you probably need to actually apply for that. There's a whole mm. like process." And it was like six months later, and I was like, "Oh, right, okay." And once I did that, and then contacted the right person at YouTube, they were 
they were really friendly and helpful in getting it done but yeah I just sort of waited around I think I do a, a, a lot in life I just sort of wait and assume stuff's going to happen but actually nine times out of ten you have to sort of get the ball yeah on. yeah also I was thinking in that six months if you'd dropped below a hundred <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> does that mean like give it to you yeah because you've reached it at some point do you still get it or you yeah. know if you start like losing you know sort of yeah, I've never thought about that. I think, well, I think of, the, na- the nature siphoning of off all your followers, <laughs> subscribers. The nature of when you go over a milestone like that is normally your channel keeps growing in theory because people are sort of adding yeah. every day. But if you do something really horrific, you could. I have seen stories of people then losing thousands of subscribers. So if mm. I did something really horrible, it's, then yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm saying there are, has been some high-profile YouTubers who have um, done horrible things. And have, have, I would have thought they would have lost. But then maybe they gain subscribers for people that yeah. are sort of, you know, interested like and stuff. find out. Well, and just want to find out what it's all about. So, yeah, know, it's a funny one. It's a funny the, world. Yeah. It's not one that I've ever delved into, the uh, the YouTube. Uh, yeah. Thing. It's, uh, I think if you're in it, it's actually quite a supportive community. I did a a show on Am- for Amazon Prime's Twitch channel. That's another platform, Giles, that we're, that we're not Goodness, on to, yeah, try yeah. And get, to try and get your head around. Um, and there's a couple of YouTubers on that. And, uh, I mean, they were much younger than me. I was the oldest person there by long... There was an ex-Palace <laughs> player, Yannick Balassi, and I was still the oldest person there <laughs> um, by some way. Uh, but they were very nice. Like they, It's definitely a different world. They all know each other, and they're all like really mm. supportive and stuff. And I'm That's very nice. much on the outside, I think, of that when it comes to YouTube. But... Um, yeah, they were nice people. No, no, no real no real egos about them. They were just sort of like, yeah, normal guys. So it's an interesting world. But um, yeah, I think there's only a few people that are really on the inside of that kind of community. Yeah. Well, there is there is a lot of sort of really, really high high profile people. And, and actually, it's one of those worlds where you can be, you'd have hundreds of millions of subscribers, but actually Joe Bloggs doesn't know who you are. So it's, it's quite a strange yeah. thing, isn't it? I think you're well known yeah. to us. A, a particular, I guess a little bit like podcasts. We have our little community of, of followers, probably know us for doing this and nothing else. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's nice building up the community, isn't it? Yeah. I think, and that is the thing with social media is, I know we talk about social media with, with our guest Jane Sharp today, but um, mm. that is part of, yeah, there are lots of downsides, but actually you can build up a a good little community and these YouTubers will have done that and I with my YouTube channel I've done that and I've got a very supportive fan base and with this podcast we built up a lovely you know really lovely fan base full of lovely lovely people so yeah and also does, that that's almost more important than being like massively famous and well known I'd, I'd rather have our you know our supportive little group that love what we do and crack on with that to be honest and I've been very lucky that the things I do this podcast FYP my foot my palace podcast YouTube all that stuff pe- mostly people are very supportive so uh, yeah I feel very mm. blessed in that way well, it goes back to what Emma Kennedy said to us some episodes ago about, you know, wanting to... It's not all that to be, you know, super famous and have millions and millions of people adoring you. It's quite nice, actually, to have a, maybe just a couple of hundred or even a few thousand people that really love what you do because yeah, yeah. that can be a much better relationship. But funny enough, you were saying about Jake because our, our guest today is Jane Sharp, who's a brilliant presenter, voiceover artist... And she does very funny videos as well on on social media. And actually, Vine was a thing that she kind of got quite famous yeah. for, and actually yeah. a thing that's obviously not around anymore. Um, yeah. But it was interesting that she'd built up quite a big following via that platform, and actually got quite a lot of work and stuff for it. Yeah, I, yeah, I know a few Vine, not not personally, but follow them on YouTube and stuff who have then gone on to have massive YouTube channels mm. and 
Um, yeah, Vine was actually did. I know I do know a couple of people from the comedy circuit who ended up getting big on Vine, but um, not not for the sort of content you and I would be into. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, one of them, I mean, he hasn't been cancelled, but he probably should be. Mm. Uh, he was. I don't know if I should say his name or not. He was. He was an okay guy in the stand-up circuit, but he, the problem is when people when you start doing material that's a bit dodgy and then mm. people like it, I think it fuels an ego in people that they think, oh, I'll do more of that, even if they yeah. don't really necessarily believe in it. You can you can probably imagine who I'm talking about. And um, yeah, it changed him a bit, but he got really famous. But then got cancelled, quite rightly. Said some horrific stuff on stage. But yeah, anyway, that, come, that came from Vine because he was just an open micer like me. And then, mm. yeah, they, but these platforms can really, they can, they can give a massive opportunity to people but sometimes to the not the wrong people but maybe people that aren't ready for it mm. like Jane who talked today I think was the sort of person that was absolutely ready to do that and crack yeah. on and then went on to this fantastic work with some really big names and was ready for that I don't know I wonder if, I wonder sometimes especially for YouTube it's very young people I wonder if they're not ready sometimes I don't know yeah, for, no, so, for suddenly the attention that comes with it mm. it's a lot of responsibilities then take on because then you have to really be aware of what you're saying what you're doing yeah and uh, perhaps sometimes that's why some you know some youtubers we've seen have got in trouble for certain things they've said or they've gone out there a bit to shock um yeah. and, and and actually you know as a way of continuing to build their presence and their brands and you know because they haven't got people necessarily sort of saying direct them in a certain way or that you know you haven't got a broadcaster kind of pushing you in a certain yeah. way then you know, you you know, you're making it yourself. Um, you sort of the 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 boundaries get blurred a little bit, and then you maybe go go too far, um, and that you know that can cause issues and problems, and you can be quite offensive sometimes. And that's, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely I see I see you see it in the open mic circuit in London, which obviously I haven't sort of done for a while, but I remember doing it. That like there is when people start out, they do seem to think that like trying to be shocking is almost as important as trying to be funny, mm. and. Uh, if you get an audience reacting going ooh like it's not that's not what i would go for but i think some acts think well it's still a reaction mm. so i'll i'll just do that again and then if you put yeah. that on vine or youtube and you get loads of followers and stuff then you think oh i need to be doing more of this and then of course where you can you, you can only go one way from that and that is more shocking um so yeah i think you're right it does lead to people get into awkward situations thankfully that's ne never been my comedy so mine is very no. i saw someone on my youtube channel say once this i like this it's very gentle comedy <laughs> which i don't know if that's a that was an insult or a compliment but i quite oh, liked it i think well it's for certain people that don't want shocking stuff and it's just it's silly and and gentle actually i think that's a really good way to describe my comedy actually there's nothing wrong with gentle and i have to say this is this was a very gentle chat on the podcast today wasn't it with jane it was yeah. such a lovely conversation and we didn't really um know where it was going we kind of meandered around all different topics you know we talked about children and parenting and then yeah. about work stuff and social media um all sorts of stuff it was just it like was, having a chat with a mate it was yeah yeah yeah. very easy person to talk to turns out liz reed local to me as well so hopefully i'm going to grab a coffee or a beer or something um yeah yeah very easy to talk to him and those chats are really enjoyable because you don't you don't need to know where it's going. You don't need to think about the next question really. It just like just questions pop up because you're just as you say chatting with a mate. Yeah. So it was a real pleasure chatting to Jane and uh yeah, really, really easy to talk to. Uh and it was just an absolute joy.
Yeah, it was lovely, lovely. I've known Jane for a little while, again, via social media, and her, her videos are very funny, very on point, um, you know, particularly to do with parenting and the, yeah. the oh, sort yeah. of social etiquette of the playground and mums and stuff. So, yeah, it's brilliant. It's um, um, And obviously, we've, we've seen big comedies like Motherland doing well at the moment. It's very on, on, on the, mm. of, of the moment. And, um, yeah, Jane's brilliant at doing those kind of things. And, yeah, just a lovely person, and it was great chat, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think we should probably dive in in a minute, but... Before we do, Jim, we must have some texts or tweets or something from our I listeners. I think we should do text. Text is going back a bit, isn't it? That's a bit. Yeah, retro. I don't know why I said that. We, I mean, you could telegraph. Back in the day, you probably well. When we've, we've had some carrier, carrier pigeon messages come through. <laughs> we've got some smoke signals. I can just see them now <laughs> through the window. Um, you probably could have done text back in the day. I think they used to you used to be able to text. I think shows back in the day, they'd be like a a, a work phone, wouldn't they? And you could text yeah. and stuff. But um, it cost you a bomb, wouldn't it? And then it yeah, be, that's like, true. It cost us a bomb as well, actually. Yeah. So uh, we, we won't do that anyway. We'll stick with Twitter. Um, and I've got one here from Rachel B at not Rachel Brown, who is a regular uh, listener and uh, tweeter as well. And we love receiving her tweets. And she says, um, "Nicely back running Landaff Fields." Uh, they sound lovely. Um, for the past couple of weeks, listening to Blank Pod feels like a bit like catching up with mates you haven't seen in a while. Uh, you and me tagged in, loving the Graham Coxon and Sophie Eggleton episodes, which were both excellent. Uh, and yeah, that's nice. To, we, we were just saying this episode feels like catching up with the mates. So it's mm. nice to see that uh, Rachel feels the same vibe. Yeah, that's lovely. It's nice to think that we're, we're in people's ears when they're walking their dogs or going for a run. That's nice. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I've got a lovely message here from it's on Apple uh, it's from Adam Maticus he says recently discovered this podcast and enjoying it a lot working my way through the black the back catalogue I'll start that again uh, this is a message from Adam Maticus he says recently discovered this podcast and enjoying it a lot working my way through the back catalogue which is a real treat thanks guys that's a nice little message on Apple that's very nice. I forget we get you can get messages or ratings on the Apple the Apple uh, podcast stuff. That's lovely, yeah. And it's nice that people go back through the back catalogue. You know, mm. hopefully that means they've enjoyed whatever one they've come on to and then tried the other one. So thank you very much, Adam. Mm. That is lovely to hear. It is. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Well, we should probably get on with this week's conversation. They've heard enough from us. <laughs> yeah, they're fast forwarding through this bit. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let, let's crack in. Let's crack on to it. Uh, this is uh, the one and only, the fantastic Jane Sharp on the Blank Podcast. Just gonna have a little nosy in your rooms anyway. That looks nice, Giles, yeah. behind you. Uh, well, this is my. This is actually my bedroom. It's very lovely. I love a fireplace in a bedroom. I know. It was. Do you know what? When we moved in, it was all boarded up with like sort of like this. You almost like UPVC. Why do people it. do that? I know. And then it's my beautiful. wife was like, "No, that that's there's something good behind there." Yeah. So we ripped it up, and then it was it was. Um, it was all painted like obviously like they it was I don't know if it was a children's room but it had been right. like graffitied by like with fluorescent paints. Oh my god, that <laughs> so, looks beautiful. So she yeah she bought some proper some proper paint and repainted it, make it yeah. look like it used to in the nineteen thirties. It's a nineteen thirties house. 
It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, Ross's old house you. had um, five places in each bedroom, and it's just uh, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, Eli, his room's next door's got one as well. They and nice, nice to see you, Jim, as well, by the way, because I don't think we've actually... Oh, bless you. <laughs> Are you allergic to me? That's what it I'm, is. I think I'm yeah. allergic to just being up this early in the morning. Um, no, I'm... <laughs> I'm a hay fever sufferer. I don't know if you guys oh, get hay fever, but um, yeah, it's particularly bad this year. Yeah, um, I don't touch wood. I, weirdly, though, I have had a couple of years where I've suffered from it, yeah. and then nothing. Yeah. Well, it's but supposed to go. My, my, my mother-in-law says it goes in seven-year cycles, and you have it for seven years. And don't get it. But I've had it since I was nine years old, and I'm 37. So I don't think oh, that's true. I think it's, I, I'm like you, Jane. I've had, like... It like for three or four years in a row, yeah. and then, and then it's been okay. And like, although I did realise I was sneezing the other day, and my eyes were a bit itchy. It's been alright since then. It could, it's certain pollen, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a certain pollen. Don't you think nowadays, though, because of everything that's going on, you you know it's hay fever, you know it's whatever. Yes. Like, Is it? Have I got the big? No, I was going to. Have I got COVID? There yeah. we go. I was going to say something totally different, which sounded bad. Yeah. Have I have I got the Rona? That's what everyone does yeah. as soon as you start <laughs> sneezing, coughing, anything. I was somewhere the other day. Where was I? I was somewhere public. Oh, I was, I was on a tube on Monday to do finally back oh, in town. That's the work. worst place and to I start felt, sneezing and coughing. Yeah. I felt a little cough in the back of my throat and I was like desperately trying to hide it because I didn't want to wow. be that guy coughing on the tube and everyone's going to move away from me. To be fair, then we'd have actually got a seat, which would have been good. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you're very that's paranoid about, about I, coughing on in public. Yeah, even if it's just a normal tickly cough. Yeah. Yeah. I, all I, the germs I, I, in the world, though, yeah. are on the tube. That's oh, the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Oh. yeah. But I, I lived in London for seven, year, eight, seven years, and I think after a while you just build up an immunity to all the germs. I think you start after, yeah. after a while. I've probably got everything now from from touching the rail in the tube. So oh, I can't I'm like even Superman. I'm just, oh, it's it's really yeah, it's not ideal. I, was, I had that situation though with with a sneeze in in a cafe the other day, and I was so desperately trying to hold it in. That um, eventually it just exploded. You know, like, and it was the most eruptious sneeze. And literally, everyone, if I'd just done a little kind of yeah. like thing, it would have been fine. My, but then uh, my, I don't know about looked. you guys. I don't know. How, this is a weird question to ask, but I don't know how you sneeze because my wife literally goes, uh, chew. And I'm like, I, no one does that apart from people in cartoons. Like, that is not. It don't always like makes that. me laugh when you hear people say, a chew. I'm like, what? Exactly. It's a cartoon <laughs> thing. Yeah. I, I always do the. Hu- like, I try and keep it as okay. quiet yeah. as possible. Yes, yeah, But sneezing in a mask these days, now that's got to be the worst. It's grim. Oh, yeah, it's really grim. I, sne- I sneeze yeah. like my dad used to sneeze. So I've, I've, I've been passed down a few things from my dad. Um, apart from being good at maths, and he's an accountant. And I'm <laughs> the exact opposite. Um, but he's, he sneezes like a drum kit falling off a cliff. He goes, oh, oh God. <laughs> Literally, and I've and I've got it as well. I've somehow it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So great for a comedian. More like he's just that, yeah. like he's just told a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Look, honestly, it's so good. Greatest sneeze ever. Brilliant. I love that. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Searching for and interviewing the right candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get to the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. I think LinkedIn's a fantastic platform, Jim. Have you got much experience of using it? Uh, I have to to get jobs, yes. I've not uh, posted for jobs because I am my own boss. Um, So the only employee I've ever had is Jim Daly. And... uh, 
he's pretty great i'll be totally honest but to get jobs yeah i've had quite a few through it it's very easy to use and a really great way of networking people in your industry yeah like you say as freelancers it's vital really to have something like linkedin to be able to network and meet other people who are in similar industries to ours and also for business to business stuff it's excellent as well Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash blank. Again, that's linkedin.com slash blank to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. From my, my experience from the Tube from in Lon- living in London... And this is gross, and don't judge me, but I won't blame you if you do. <laughs> Have you ever had a good pick of your nose after you've been on the tube? Uh, yeah, you I ha- mean, please say yeah. you have. Just most days, to be fair, most days, but yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. but the black bogies oh, that yeah. you get from the yeah. tube—it's just oh man. But I, don't I, miss th- that th- at all. I think if I'm, I know obviously restrictions are relaxing, and we're recording this early June, so we hope restrictions are relaxing soon, yeah. but we'll see what happens next week, actually. Um, I am probably going to wear a mask, I think, while travelling on public transport for the foreseeable, because, I mean, that is a very good example that you've just said. They, they are dirty yeah. and you're surrounded by people. So I think it's quite a good idea. You know, you look at you know, over in China and Japan and stuff, they're always wearing masks in cities. It's actually a good Absolutely. idea. Well, it's the smog and stuff yeah. anyway, isn't it? I think those you know big cities, you're going to get like lots of fumes and stuff. I think, yeah, I Might think as well. Sort of- well, here's a reason why I want them to stay around. So you, I don't know if you can tell, I'm just really paranoid at the moment. But on Wednesday, I like to overshare, by the way. On Wednesday, I, I got my lips done. So I came out there. I was, I was actually really worried about today because they're still swollen and they haven't gone down. But it takes a good two weeks for all the swelling to totally oh, wow, subside. Okay. Yeah. They look like so, normal lips. I can't. Well, I would, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good to know. I do feel a little bit duck-like at the moment. No. They're, still, they're a bit hard and it's all really attractive. Um, so go in, have the procedure done, which doesn't take very long. And suddenly I was like, normally the trip from the place that you go to the car is like, oh God, I hope I don't see anybody. But it's, you just put your mask yeah. on. Yeah. And yeah. it's... And, and the lady that did it as well, she said to me, she said, all my customers recently have been saying this. Like, I'm like, long may they continue. Let's constantly yeah. wear masks everywhere <laughs> yeah. so that we can all have stuff done and nobody can tell. And that's the thing. So I've had yeah. to do the, I've had to do the school run. Yesterday, honestly, I, I was at the point of ringing you, Giles, and going, because I couldn't speak. It actually, oh, no, no. Like, oh, oh my God. And I've got loads of voiceover work on next week. And I'm thinking, I've got to be able to talk <laughs> for my work. And it, it, it was really, really swollen. But I had to do the school run. So you've, you've, I've got to be about and I've got to go outside and face people. But I had a mask on, so it's absolutely fine. But typical me, I ended up telling people anyway, going, I've lipstick. <laughs> so it's like they wouldn't have known otherwise. I'm going, I've lipstick on, they're really swollen. So. Yeah, completely <laughs> eradicated the, the mask. Um, I actually think it's a good, if you're like going out and you've got a spot on your cheek or something, or, yeah. you know, you, you're looking a bit, I don't know, I haven't shaved for a few days, get the mask on 
and you'll look you'll look fine this could be a really useful thing for the future for those of us that are incredibly paranoid about how we look at in public i am so up for this let's keep them going <laughs> is it painful getting sorry going back into your lips is it is it is it painful yeah the procedure itself i mean i put loads of numbing cream on and they put numbing cream on and yeah, yeah. you still it's still a needle going into your lips lots yeah. of times so that bit it's it's uncomfortable but i I've, I've only had it a couple of times and it gets better after after a few weeks and months whatever and it all settles down because i don't want anything too big and obvious mm. but i i don't know whether it's me personally who reacts badly to it because most of my friends have it as well. And I always call them going, it's like normal. And they don't have, they don't seem to have this problem. Everyone has the problem with swelling to start with. Yeah. Mm. But I have massive pain with it. And it, I had to right. go to bed early. I was almost in tears. Oh, wow. And, and you can't take Nurofen because that can make it bruise. Oh, Taking course, a couple of paracetamol, yeah. which does nothing. But then the lady who did it, I sent her a photo yesterday going, is this normal? <laughs> should, <laughs> should I look like this? And she just said, take some Pyroton because you've probably just had a bit of a reaction to it. Oh, and sure enough, like antihistamine, yeah. took Pyroton and it chilled out. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I look more normal in a couple of weeks. Though. Well, you look and sound perfectly normal and fine like I, yeah. if you hadn't drawn attention to it yeah, i would I not have yeah. thought of either like to be honest so i think this is my be... problem i keep drawing attention to it i can't <laughs> not tell people but um, we went out it was our wedding anniversary yesterday and i, know, um, I saw oh, that it's amazing congratulations yeah, thank you and we um we milk it so we have we had one yesterday and we had, had one the week before because one is when we went and did the formalities at the registry yeah. office and then yesterday's anniversary is like we had a big yeah. wedding ceremony if you we like in our same. garden yeah. yeah it's great and then you couple of reasons to yeah. celebrate yeah so yeah. um we ross had booked us dinner and, and i knew it was the night after having <laughs> this done and i'm like just prepare yourself ross that it might be that we have to cancel and get takeout instead because but i felt brave and yeah. um, i asked my um i asked my daughters because we went we went with both girls one's five and one is 13 nearly 14 and they will always be honest. That's the one good thing. Ross will always go, you look beautiful, darling. Yeah. You look amazing. Just because he wants to get me out of the house. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Nicole and Piper are just like, mm. no, but they were good yesterday. They went, no, mum, you look, you look sort of normal now. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's, that's as good as you're going to get. I'll that's go with a that. big compliment. Sort of, yeah. yeah, sort of normal. So, I take that every sort day. Sort of normal. This morning, talking of this, I feel really good at the moment because I've, st- I lost, I've lost about a stone. Um, in the last few months just doing it gradually just and it's only going back to normal really because of lockdown weight this morning i'm laid in bed and um piper the five-year-old she's laying next to me and i've got like a vest and knickers on and she (laughs) lifts my vest up and she's going fatty fatty tum tum wobble wobble (laughs) jelly belly and i'm like and then she starts going and she's wobbling i'm like oh my god wow Thanks, there's me feeling like I'm doing really well, losing a bit of weight, and she's like that, blur. Oh, he's great. You're in Hexler well, in your own house. Honestly, um, Sonny, who is um, twelve, my twelve year old, he he was he just came in up from school the other day and came and sat. I just came and sat on my lap, and he put his hand on my tum, and he he just looked at me. He said, "Are you happy about this?" <laughs> Burn! Wow. That cuts deep. And I said, "Well, no, I'm not happy about it, Sonny. I, 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 want, it, I want it to be, I want it to be less." Uh, and he said, "Well, 
Perhaps you should do something about it then. <laughs> yeah. Sort yourself out, Dad. Yeah. Are you happy with this? Uh, thanks. That's amazing. That is that is that's cold. That's harsh. He it was cold. Is, uh, it was cold. He was yeah, just gonna open my yeah, window. It's getting okay. really warm in here. Worms. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hot in here. But yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, He's gonna be funny. That is that is cutting. That is yeah, very is. cutting. How old did you say he is? He's twelve. Oh wow. wow. So yeah, tw- oh oh he really thought that through then. That's yeah. not <laughs> That's not a toddler who yeah, just exactly. says cute, funny things. Nothing cute about a 12-year-old saying that. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was very, very on point, though. Um, so, yeah, but do you know, so, what, the, the, you know what, like, because I think we all think about, worry about how we look and stuff out in public, and obviously, like, toddlers and kids will tell you, but the majority of adults don't care because they're, they're thinking about themselves and worrying about themselves, so no one, would have, no one would have seen you out after the, you know, the procedure or anything. No one would have cared because they... They've got their own worries and their own things to yeah. worry about. So I think, don't know, I think Apart we worry just sometimes. telling them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't You think you're thing. having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> but doing that little, the, doing the walk to the car though, today I, I braved it without my mask on after, like you, you wear your mask during, you know, when you're taking them yeah. into school. And then on the pavement, walking back to the, to the car, I was like, I'm going to take it off because I've got to, I've got to be able to look, be out in public. And, uh, but yeah, head down, looking at my phone, so no one could see. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for vanity, eh? I know. Yeah. Do you guys do? Are you, are you as as men? Are you mm. interested in stuff like that? Do you do you partake in anything like that? Yeah, I've. Uh, I don't know if anyone tried this on the pod before, but it's probably common knowledge. I've been on the tube uh, as an on an advert advertising uh, male hair regrowth. Oh wow! Belgravia, Belgravia Hair Clinic, whatever they're called. Um, yeah, it's going to become an advert because I've been using them since 2012, so nine years. And it's wow, it's, is it that long, Jim? Yeah, lo- and it's been amazing. Like it's, it's worked. And what is amazing. it? Is it the transplant? Is it the no? I do you know what? If I had the money, I probably would do the transplant. But it's like 12, 15 grand or something, which is yeah. Wow. So, um, although actually, have never said that, I've probably spent that over the nine years. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's a pill. It's a pill and a solution that you put on your hair. So it's a pill once a day, and then a solution you put morning and, and evening. And I think like different blokes are at different stages of their hair loss and stuff. So it, and I was 27 when I st- started, and they were like, "Yeah, you're at the right sort of stage. Give it a go." And within like That's a year, fair. it had pretty much all grown back, and now it's just sort of at the maintaining stage. But yeah, but so yeah, is there a hormone in it then? Yeah, so it's it's essentially testosterone. So the male hormone is the reason that the hair falls out. So the reason I was going bald is I was so manly that my hair was basically <laughs> falling out of my head. Um, and so basically the it's finisteride, I think, is the pill. It right, basically only looked, manly on the top of your head, though. That's the end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rest of the body. Um, I'm really, really masculine here. Yeah. Yeah. Lower and lower. Hey, mind. With that in mind, though, if you take this pill, because that sounds great if it makes your hair grow and everything, mm. but does it, like, if I was to take it, would I grow a beard? Well, I see, I thought that as well, because I then mm. thought, because the, uh, the irony being that I also, I've stopped doing this now because of lockdown, but I used to get my back sugar waxed as well, because I hated having a hairy back. I used to get it waxed by a Tunisian lady sugar called wax. Latifa from Brixton. Shout out to Latifa, she doesn't listen. <laughs> one of, she's one of the, she's, she's in her 50s, she's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> we become friends. That was about ten years ago as well. But I thought, oh no, if I take the hair pills, is it going to make my, my back hair like suddenly? I'd be like a werewolf on my back and like and, and with a beard or like hairy chest. For some reason, the pill seems to know it's only up top, and so it just it only, it's, it's mad. It is completely yeah, mad. And I, 
yeah crazy science really but, it's, but it's obviously that so you're then good. putting a topical solution on your head as well is that right yeah so in the, yeah so you can see it's like i'm still sort of a little bit but it's so no, much better than it was i'm really man. pleased with it it's been money I'm well because well, i'm starting to like get um, a bit conscious of the thinning out stuff i think so you're, I think you're doing okay i think you look yeah you look great giles but can we wind back to the the sugar wax thing because i'm intrigued by this what well the thing is like like jane i'm not too fussed about i'm quite happy to talk about these things because like uh, I think I think if I was younger, I'd be more conscious. But actually, nine out of your ten mates are probably listening, thinking, "Oh, actually, I fancy that." And since I had the yeah, adverts on the wax. tube, I've had so many <laughs> messages from mates saying, "Oh, where did you go to get that done? Is it good? How much is it?" Blah blah blah. So people are men, I think, are getting a bit more sort of like less yeah. conscious about it. But the sugar waxing thing, like I just I didn't want to have a hairy back. I thought it was it was gross. Um, so I so I just went basically. I googled. I was living in Brixton at the time. And I just googled like male hair removal or whatever and it, the Brixton Therapy Centre is now closed down uh, was there and they said oh go and see Latifa and the first time was unbelievably painful I mean it was yeah. horrendous but it got it got easier over time Although, yeah. and, I, and now I haven't seen her for two years or a year and a half because obviously I've not been able to be that close to someone have someone you know touching you like that that sounds weird not like that um, <laughs> and the hair has barely... got special hands, Lizzie. <laughs> very gentle, very gentle hands. <laughs> Bit of Barry White in the background. It's a great... Um, actually, the hair hasn't really grown back. It's like it's, it's so fine really now. you ripped out your hair follicles. But there's... A, there's um, I can't, I'm basically doing an advert for Belgrave and sugar waxing. Sugar waxing is different from actual waxing. So it's not like strips of wax sort of thing you might see on TV. Mm. In the movie. It's like this more... It's a softer sort of thing. It's actually a lot better for your skin. It exfoliates your skin as well <laughs> i'm doing such an uh, i love this um and it actually means that the hair grows back finer and finer and finer and not whereas if you do like the veet stuff it just rips it out and oh, it, grows, get, it grows back yeah. even stronger so sugar yeah, waxing actually means that. so i'm actually because i get really conscious if i go to get a haircut like, they might sort of like you know shave my neck and stuff but they don't, they don't need to because it's so fine now and i'm quite dark you can see i'm quite a dark individual yeah half irish dark Celtic <laughs> sort of man <laughs> We um, thought that about you before you started going <laughs> CD sugar waxing. We thought you were quite a dark individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hair-wise and just personality-wise as well. Um, but no, it's... Is, it's it the, is it the wax that... Because when I've had my legs done, although I've got very, very fair hair, so it's, I, I'm quite lucky in that sense. Mm. Um, so I could, I, could, I could go without waxing or shaving for months if I really wanted to. I could have very hairy legs, but you wouldn't see yeah. them at all. Um, which which that's exactly what I did look like throughout the whole of lockdown. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I is is it the one that it's the wax that's put straight onto you, and then the wax itself is what you rip off. Does that make sense? Yeah, the wax. Yes, yes. So there's no yeah, there's no strip oh, or anything. Okay. It's just yeah. um, it's sort of like it's it's sort of an orangey sort of thing, and so they sort of warm it up in their hands, and then yeah, put yeah. it on. Need need it a bit, and then take it off. And it's good for like ingrown hairs and stuff. It's sort of yeah. cleans out ingrown hairs. It's um. It's so good, <laughs> honestly. But it's it's sort of the two the sort of things that when you're younger, I think you're a bit kind of like self conscious about doing. But I just thought I'd do it. I'll, I'll just do it. And if it, if I don't like it, I won't go back. And the same for Belgravia. Yeah. But they've just they've worked out, and it's made me feel more confident. Like I yeah. I've got a very public facing job, so it's nice to feel confident about how my hair looks, or just in general, really. So. To answer your I'm question that you asked full. about half an hour ago, yeah, I think I think I think men are, well, certainly me and the guys I know as well, I think are a bit more sort of modern. I thinking. think men generally are are, are thinking more about that grooming and. Stuff oh, Charles, this should be a manscaped ad, uh, episode. It's yeah. not, is it? But um, <laughs> um, they yeah, haven't played for that. So. Um, 
I do think, yeah, I do think so. I think men are more conscious. I mean, you see that with regards to like people going to the gym and guys working out more, um, you know, getting buff and you know. And I think that there's definitely been, I don't know. I, it feels like they're like less people are going out drinking and stuff. Maybe now mm. people are more sort of, sort of slightly more health conscious. Yeah, and the younger generation certainly. I think Gen, mm. oh, Gen Z, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Y. I can't remember which one they are. Gen Z, I think they're not really drinking, <laughs> are they? I think they've all sort apparently of, not. It's not a yeah. Yeah, I think they are sort of more health conscious, which is great. Fair, you know, fair play to them. I think that's because my generation, it definitely was, you know, something you were peer pressured into doing. But I, you know, it's actually well, I've I've now at that point where my thirteen, nearly fourteen year old, is starting to hang out with friends, and then there's been a couple of times where she's come home, and I'm like, look at me, mm. look at look at me, don't just run upstairs, don't just and. It's like they've had a couple of WKDs. So I'm, there's me in my head thinking... <laughs> I remember those. Wait a minute. I thought your generation mm. was supposed to be like, we don't want to do any of that. Turns out all 13, 14-year-olds are like me when I was 13, 14-year-old. Because <laughs> I had to, I, I actually had to think back. Did I do that? Did I do that? And yeah, I definitely did at that age. Definitely did. Um, but it's a worry. It's like... She's really honest with me. She's really open about it. When I told, when I asked her, and she said, "Yeah, we had someone brought some WKDs." I'm like, "Well, that's not cool, Nicole. I don't know that you're, you know, that you're. I've got to make sure you're safe. I've got to know yeah, that yeah, you are, yeah. you know, where you are, the environment you are, who you're with. But I guess it's one of those things you've sort of. I don't know. I'd rather she told me anyway for a start off, than. Um, but, but yeah, telling me afterwards doesn't really help, does it? Because it's, it's already done by that point. So yeah, but I think at that age, you're oh, you're you're embarrassed about the world in general, and you're probably secretive and trying to keep things from parents and stuff. I, I look back. She's then, embarrassed yeah. about my my mere existence. <laughs> like yeah. when I drop her off for school on a morning, she's like, "Don't shout out the window. Just drive off. Don't ask me anything. Don't do." I'm like, Okay, okay. I would shout out the window for, for that reason. I would. I can't wait till you Maria's did. twelve or thirteen because oh, I'm going to embarrass her so much. I just can't, I How can't old is she wait. now? She's nearly two. Oh yeah. So we've got well, a long way to go. Long way to go. But I just, at the moment she thinks I'm hilarious. She thinks I'm really funny, and whatever I do is it's great for a comedian to be honest to get that kind of uh, yeah. that moral support at home. Um, but I look back to when I was like twelve, thirteen, and you were just embarrassed about literally everything like everything was embarrassing the way you look the way you yeah. talk the things you were into your parents like everything was just oh i cringe actually looking back now it was just an embarrassing time to sort of be alive well we dropped her off at a friend's house and it's a new friend so she's just started a new school and it's a new friend who i hadn't met before i hadn't met the parents anything like that and i was dropping around and that parent was taking her to the cinema together and that was really nice and ross got out of the car because he was like we're not just going to drop you at a house that yeah. we don't know the parents or anything yeah. like that so got out of the car with her and she's like why are you coming with me oh my god why are you being so weird Every, like, it's like not being weird darling i need to see who i'm leaving you with oh my god this is so embarrassing she's literally it was it was like on the stroke of midnight when she turned 13 she turned into kevin and perry oh, yeah. and we, was it like that we actually oh, showed her yeah we showed her the video of that there is that there is that sketch of yeah perry kevin or uh, kevin turning yeah. 13 yeah. and he's like starts off he's like hello mother how are you and then it's born. Yeah. oh my god so this true. is this is what we're dealing with right now we showed her it and she did laugh so she gets it it yeah, doesn't okay, stop her from acting like it. 
Well, I've got a fourteen-year-old as well, and and although like he, Elijah's quite um quite a sensitive kid, and you know he's he's not he's not grunty or anything, but he he will kind of if you're walking down the road, like I've passed him in the street, sort of thing, and he's with his friends, he's a bit like mm. yeah, <laughs> like. Do, will not acknowledge your existence, kind of thing. Which you know, I get, I yeah. get exposed if I'm like, "Hi, you know, <laughs> <laughs> come and give me a cuddle, come and give me a kiss." Yeah, yeah, yeah give us a kiss. Um, yeah, I can understand that. Um, yeah, I, I think it is different with 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 boys and girls as well, though. I think there is a big difference. I think girls do tend to grow up much more rapidly than. Yeah, yeah, we've we've noticed that as yeah, only comparing two other you know friends who've got yeah. boys her yeah. age, and at this point the the boys do seem a lot more sensible. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, oh, massively so. The other way around. There's that is generally speaking, but I've I've really noticed it with the girls that they are suddenly and obviously they all look a lot older and they dress a lot older, and it's yeah, that exactly. worry of well of as well of rather. <laughs> I remember my dad, I remember it like it was yesterday. My dad saying to me, like, are you going out like that? Like if I was wearing a short skirt and everything like that. And I do remember thinking, oh, come on, chill out, dad. Mm. And now it's like this is payback. This is all payback because I'm looking at her. And it's. I keep saying to her, I'm not doing this to be a killjoy. I just really worry about you. But Mm. she's a smart Mm. kid and everything like that. But, oh, it's just a constant worry. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. A, I know it's funny, isn't it? Because um, when you become a parent, I think those, obviously, the initial years, you're just trying to make sure that that child doesn't like walk off a cliff yeah or bang into stuff just trying to keep them alive that's it yeah, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> um and i remember thinking i remember talking to someone who had teenagers at the time thinking oh it's so good when they're older because you you know you don't have to be around as much they can do their own thing and depend- but actually having now having sort of older teenage boys uh i'd kind of need to be around more like you need to be there more for them more yeah. there's more emotional support yeah they need. yeah and have proper conversations with them and all that kind of thing. Whereas I think actually, in some respects, they, they almost don't need you that as much as a ch- as a younger one. It's, it's funny how you kind of have these conceptions of when you've got a small child and thinking, well, when they're older, they'll be, you know, we'll be all right. They, they won't want to hang out with us or anything. But actually, you know, I'm really glad. I mean, I'm really lucky that I, I get to work from home because it means I can be here when they come through the door. Yeah. And they kind of need that. They kind of need someone to be here to a certain extent. I know I'm very lucky to have that, but it, it, you know, I think they actually do need that. Well, that Nicole's usually here, but she's on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> so she's in the house sometimes, but she is. it's all about her phone. And that's my biggest worry right now, is there's, it, there's so much that, it, that goes on. I mean, we're, we're really strict at nine, but it's actually 10 o'clock now. Um, because nine o'clock is so embarrassing. And 10 o'clock, we, uh, we take a phone off her. Because I still stick by the fact I don't want her having her phone in her room at night because it just worries me. What's you know they're all they all message on Snapchat and then because we've had we've had issues. I don't really want to go too much into it, but we've had issues with bullying with Nicole and it's been a bit rubbish for her. Yeah. Um, and so much of this happens 
on yeah. Snapchat. And the, the Snapchat one is the one that worries me because the conversations can disappear. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, show me, show me, show me. I can't because it's it goes, it's gone. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, it's just a nightmare, absolute nightmare. So yeah, phone out of the room. I'm having that. I also want to know your code for your phone. And yes, I yeah. will be going through it. Yeah, <laughs> That's I probably worry, why yeah. she does everything on Snapchat, so I can't see it. <laughs> I do. I worry about where technology is going to be when Maria gets that age in what eight nine years time. Like it's, I do because I saw someone say with the sort of with the bullying thing that when we were at school, sort of you know, bullying ended at three p.m. But, but yeah. these days, it, as you say, it can continue on the apps and the phones. And it's like if the kids are having a hard time, they've got, actually got no escape from it yeah. and it must be I mean it must be incredibly anxiety inducing well and actually horrible sometimes experience. you see you see those apps as an escape as a chance to make connections with other people but if you're still being hounded by, yeah. by and, and you don't know what to do for the best either because we've talked to um, therapists about it and all sorts and my initial like so firstly if Nicole's ever done something wrong you know which is quite often well, one of her punishments will be I'll take a phone um, and according to most therapists these days not the right thing to do so if we're playing around with this at the moment going I don't know what to do for the best it seems like mm. you know in terms of bullying in terms of anything like that take the phone away then you're taking the source but I guess you're not really are you but but they they were saying to me you shouldn't take the phone from them because that is their lifeline that's their yeah. their way to talk to friends or their way to settle their anxiety and all this lot. And it's it's a really tricky one to try and balance and go, well, my gut instinct says if you don't have this, you can't receive messages. You can't send messages. Mm. Oh, it's... Yeah, I, I missed out on the rule book. But well, so if you've got a copy of it, could you <laughs> hand it my way? <laughs> I don't know if they're the <laughs> Well, it's hard. It's really, but it's really hard up. as well because we, you know, us three lived through a generation where there were no phones. So our experience of being that age was very different. So it's not like we lived through it and go, okay, I know what worked for me. I know what didn't work for me. Like, etc. This is, there, there is no rule book. So it is actually, I think it's a, dif- it's a difficult situation to parent through because you didn't live it. Well, this is interesting, actually. So, um, Nicole's very, very into her ethics class. She's really good at debating. And I think this is amazing. At 13, to Mm. give a damn about so much stuff. I think it's brilliant. Um, And she can put up a very good debate and argument about all sorts of different things. Well, all sorts of things that she cares about. If she doesn't care about it, you know, she won't say anything. But um, the other day, we had my parents down. And my mum is nearly 80. Very young, nearly 80. Oh, no, she's, she's going to kill me if she hears this. She's like 77, 76. That's not nearly 80, is it? Anyway, um, it was, we went and had some lunch. And my mum was telling a story about how her and my dad, who is nearly 80 in August, they went on a cruise and a young couple came and joined them at dinner. And I've, I haven't done the cruise thing, but apparently like you're, you're set out for dinner and there's like six spaces and it's the same people, but different couples that come, that join you each you know each night same people and my mum was saying how awful it was that this young couple I think they said like late 20s sat down and straight away were on the phones yeah and Nicole was brilliant because she's like but Nana that's you know that's what people do these days and my but I got both sides of the argument because my mum was also mm-hmm. going but that's rude you should not do that that's not that's not how you should be brought up you shouldn't be brought up to do that you should you know you're at the table you should sit and talk and um, Nicole was saying yeah but you know what if 
because she that was it she said not everybody is as bubbly as you nana and chatty you like to talk to people some people suffer from anxiety and their way of coping is to be on their phone and then and, and then she said well if they my mum's going if they wanted to sit on their own they should have sat on their own and nicole said but and she was pretty she went but some people love the experience of being around other people but they can't always join in yeah and then, and, and, and it was, my mum was really losing this argument, to be honest. And mum was going, but that's not the case. That's not how it should be. And, and then Nicole went, but also, Nana, remember, they're on their holiday too. And I was like, God, that, yeah. she's right. As much as I get my mum, I get the manners thing. I do. It's not, I don't think it's particularly cool to just sit there and be on your phone. And we have a very strict no phones at the table during dinner or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But um, for a 13-year-old from, her, you know, from this generation going forward, I thought, that's actually a very interesting argument and I get where she's coming from. Yeah. So they've paid a lot of money for their holiday. They want to enjoy it how they want to enjoy it. They're adults. And yeah, some people can't sit and chat openly to loads of other people. So hmm. some people, it's like, oh, I'm finding this bit a bit awkward. I'm just going to be on my phone yeah. for a while. So, Or you don't know what they might be, two young parents away from their kid for the first time and they're checking in with granny and granddad or something. Like you don't yeah. know what, or I don't know, a work thing. I don't know. Because I'm the same. I was definitely brought up like no no phones at the table. No elbows on the table. That was the thing. <laughs> that was we it. We had no, no phones. No, no, it was elbows. And I, was and I was always like, how do I actually like, put my life and thought down? This is really awkward. I was sort of really... Yeah. Um, but I told I, Nicole that the other day, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. But I said to Nicole, no elbows on the table. And she went, Mom, look at you. And I'm sat yeah, down. I know. At the- <laughs> I know. It's actually really difficult. I don't know where that ever came from, no elbows on the table. <laughs> but, uh, I never understood that one either. Was, and, and then you become super conscious yeah. when you've been told you can't as well. You're like, oh, I can't use my <laughs> arms re- anymore. Elbows are really oh, useful. I'm just going to have to eat like this. <laughs> You've got to start eating like this. That's it. You're just actually, really up here. They're actually really helpful, elbows. Well, and like. also yeah. turning the fork over. We weren't allowed to, like, shovel it. Oh, we yeah. The, yeah. You had to have the fork the other way the up fork, and, like, you know, scoop the, it onto yeah. the... Ah. Oh. Mad. Oh, it's all, You're it's absolutely all, right. It's all etiquette, and it's all, and it is good to be yeah. polite and stuff. And I'm the sort of person. I think if I was on a table on holiday on a cruise, and we've been on cruises a few times, and they are actually amazing. Um, and I really want to break the myth about cruises being for old people. Um, well, funny enough, we got a brochure <laughs> through the other day, came through the door, and I said to my wife, "Oh, look, there's." Cr- Look at this cruise ship. Yeah. Look how big it is. Oh, it's <laughs> actually pretty cool. And then you end up in a like, different place. Be, we did one round sort of Turkish islands and stuff. And you end up in a different place each day. And you can get off and you can Love do tourist oh, stuff. Man. Or you can just go to the beach. I do whatever you want. Like it's, uh, oh, yeah, I'm definitely up fun. for it. Um, but definitely I would probably sit at the table, I think, and chat and chat. But I'm the sort of person that like I sit, I will sit there and be kind. And then like over the course of the dinner, ever so slowly, my phone would get closer <laughs> to my body. And then I'd be actually... Because I'm, I'm definitely addicted to my phone, so I think I'm the sort of person where, if if I'm at the table or putting my daughter to bed, I can feel my hand going to my pocket and just think I'm just gonna, and I have to stop myself and be like, no, leave your phone in your pocket. But it's like a sort of impulse. Yeah, yeah. it's really difficult to stop. Well, this is this is it, you see. And I think like my wife's always saying to me, it's the way we model, isn't it? So you know, again, like you, Jim, I'm quite addicted to my phone, and I think because it's so integral in like the work we do and all that stuff. And I know it's probably the same for you, James, to some extent it's such an integral part of our lives it shouldn't be but it is and um yeah i always think like god shit i'm modeling i'm modeling the worst kind of behavior because i'm constantly either you know and they'll be trying to i'm trying to really consciously if we have obviously if we're having a conversation with one another to make sure that i put my phone down Mm. or turn it off so that i'm actually paying attention because it's so easy to just go yeah 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 Yeah. okay yeah yeah, oh yeah you know that's something Um, i've become really conscious of recently and it 
really winds me up. If I'm having a chat with someone, and this is what I keep trying to say to Nicole, you've got to look at your phone, text messages, anything, as another person. It is another person. Mm. And if I'm having a chat with you, and you pick your phone up, if it's beeped, all you're saying to me is, this thing over here, I'm not sure who it is yet, but they're probably more important than you. I'll just check and see if they're more important than you. That winds me up. And I know people, Mm -hmm. if you're having lunch or dinner and stuff and people need to check babysitters and things like that, I get that. But I will, if if I'm going out for dinner, I will always say that to start off with because I wouldn't normally have my phone out on the table. But I'll say to whoever I'm with, I just need this here for the girls. Yeah, yeah. And I will only check it if that person goes to the toilet or if I go to the toilet. I am not, and I have it on silent. And if it beeps, I will, it's almost like it's now in my brain. Like if, if someone's talking to my phone beeps, I'm aware of it, but I will yeah. stare even harder at the person that I'm looking at. I'm not taking my eyes off you because you're more important than whoever that is. It's, yeah. it, it's a lot of people do it though. A lot of people break off and go, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, mm. man, that's I rude. I do it. I'll be God. honest. I, I do it. Not not out and about. I think I, my, my parents really drilled into me like out and about. They used to say like, <laughs> what if the queen comes to tea? That kind of thing. Like, the queen is not going to come to Edenbridge, Kent. <laughs> to tea to a, to a sort of lower middle class Irish family this is not going to happen um, but I but at home I'm different I'm very different and I, and I do look at my phone when my wife's talking to me and I know it's really annoying because she sometimes does it as well and like I, I know it's mm. it's just an impulse I can't because you're not giving that intention to that person I can't stop it but Giles you're right By about the, way, the modelling I, I do do it at, I do it at home <laughs> the home mm. the home is different isn't it it's, it's, it's like it's you're different. not you're not being seen out and about. I don't know. It's, but yeah. really, we should be acting the same way at home. Like, I don't know why it's different. But the, the modelling thing is interesting because obviously, so Maria, our daughter, is 21 months, so nearly nearly two. And we clearly are on our phones a lot because when she gets a chance, she will go, if she manages to get out of the kitchen, whatever, past the gates, she'll go straight for the phone. And when she gets it, she is delighted. She's like, hee hee, phone. So, which well, can't say phone. But you can see in her face, she's like, she's, like, she's got like the, uh, the oh, holy grail. That, 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 so yeah, we must yeah. use it a lot. We, it, we are already modeling yeah. to her that we are using our phone too much because it's become a prize for her to get. And that is, that's really, re- I didn't realize that would start so early, but that's really early doors. It's a, it's a bit worrying. But we rely on it a bit, don't we? Because, you know, Piper's the same. She's She wakes up first and she'll go, oh, yeah. morning, daddy, can I have your phone? That's <laughs> the first thing. And we we give her the phone a lot to, so we can do stuff, so we yeah. can get ready. Yeah, it's it's like, distract- yeah, yeah. And also use it as like a dangling carrot. Like if you get ready quickly, yeah. Yeah. you can have daddy's phone. If you, oh, yeah. God. So we, they're, then they're trying to tell them. Don't rely on phones. Don't be on your phones. But I've been constantly going, this is great. They are useful as well. Like they do. So it's like a balance between, oh, this is useful, but don't be obsessed with it. But it's going to really help me in this situation, but you shouldn't use it too much. It's just like, it is is such a minefield. It really is a minefield. And uh, I don't, you know, going back to what you said earlier, there is no rule book. I don't think there is, there are no guidelines on how to do this kind of thing. I think it's, but that's parenting in general, I think, isn't it? You just muddle along and see what happens. Make a mistake. Try not to make it next time. Make it again, but try not to make it a third time. And just, it's just, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, but we all do, and that's actually reassuring, though, isn't it? That yeah, I'm on so many of these face Facebook groups, and I, I'm going to have to remove myself at some point because they make me so angry. And it's what kind of Facebook groups? Oh, I'm on. I'm on parenting ones. So the the one recently, so it was family lockdown tips and something, but they've now changed the name to family lowdown something because obviously lockdown's finished. Um. <laughs> And it starts off of just, you know, people, does anyone have any advice for this or this or this? Then it ends up just people going, 
hey, does anyone have any tips for what kids can eat? Blah, 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 blah. Because <sighs> there's one this morning and it's like, because this is what I normally feed my child. And, and, you know, they're getting a bit fed up of it and it's all just like fresh, everything, avocado, quinoa, <laughs> this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I'm looking at it going, oh, well, that was it. Somebody, somebody said, um, can you believe some people actually feed their children McDonald's? I'm like, oh, mine had it twice this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I end up, I end up. Oh, so it's like shaming almost. It's a bit, yeah, yeah it's judgy, isn't it? But it's yeah. so judgy. Yeah. But then thankfully you get loads of people who go, oh my God, you know, turkey twizzlers all the way in this house. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I feel good yeah. if I put a few pieces of sweet corn on a plate and she's eating it. But yeah. you see, there's, there was another thing as well. This is something that you can, I go down all sorts of little rabbit holes on like Pinterest and stuff. So I did a video, actually, I don't know if you saw it, a couple of weeks back, which was um, competitive pat lunches. <laughs> oh, um, yes, I did. Brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. And, and it's, it's based on truth because you get, so-and-so had this in her pat lunch yeah. today, so-and-so had this, so-and-so had this, and you're like, oh, I don't care what they had. Eat your jam sandwich and shut up. And um, they, I, I started, I was sort of doing a bit of research, which sounds quite grand, but I was doing a little bit of research on it. And you go onto these sites and there's um, all these bento boxes that a lot of people spend... They must spend hours making for their kids for pat lunch. Wow. And they'll make rice and they'll make it look like a panda. And then they'll <laughs> make a unicorn out oh of some carrot God, peeling. I... And I'm like, does your kid actually eat that? You've spent so much time. If you're like, yeah, it just makes me, it's the mummy guilt. Like, uh, am I yeah, doing the yeah. right, am I doing I, enough? Yeah. So I do the pat lunches. I have done because my wife's teacher, she goes, she leaves very early. So I do the pat lunches. I hate the pat, it's one of my, the things I hate the most is doing pat lunches. So what we did is Sunny loves pasta. So we just got one of those thermoses and we just make I just make a massive batch of pasta and each morning I heat it up and put it in this. And that Brilliant. That's a great idea. Right. And then Elijah will just have, yeah. But it, I hate it. I hate doing it. It's such a, chore, a horrible chore to do in the mornings. Isn't it? And I it love feels Fridays. Like... They have school hot dinner. So they have a hot dinner on a Friday. Love Fridays. <laughs> See, I, I even, I'm so bad that if I do pat lunch, because they get a choice, pat lunch or hot dinner. And I, yeah, most yeah. days, I'm like, you can have the dinner at school. Have the dinner at school. Can't <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do it parent the night pay, before. Quick, parent pay. Which I've, I've mentioned on Facebook before that I, I've done the pat lunches the night before and put them in the fridge. And, and then you get judged. Yeah. The night before, they're not fresh. Everything will go soggy. Why would you do <laughs> that? Why are you such a bad mum? And then, uh, I, th- but that chore in the evening, it, it takes five minutes, doesn't it, to do a pat lunch? No, that's the thing. I'm like, but, but it's the thought of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I always yeah. say, it's like waiting to be hung. It's like, oh, it's hanging above you. Like, I've got, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I've got to do this pat lunch. It's not a big <laughs> thing to do, is it? <laughs> no, but anything like that that makes you feel like you're ahead of the game, I think, like mentally makes you feel a bit more confident and a bit more kind of on it, even if it is only a five minute thing. Because, like, like, being an adult and being a parent, you've got a million things to do. Like, you're spinning so many plates. So, anything you can do that just ticks off one thing, I mm. think, just makes you feel, feel better. Here's the thing this is going to sound a bit strange. Do you both genuinely feel like adults? Oh, no. 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 Because I think at what point do you, like I'm 43 and I'm thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, at what point will I stop feeling like I'm winging it? When will I suddenly be like, I'm the grown up here. I, I am the grown up. I don't think it ever stops. Not a grown up. I don't think it ever stops. No. I genuinely think well, we're, all winging you, Jane, yeah. we're all winging it. No. I, I am. Yeah. I hung some washing outside the other day, which I don't normally do. I sling it on the radiators, but obviously too warm. And as I'm putting stuff outside, I was like, this feels like a really grown-up thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My mum used to hang washing outside and here I am. 
being a grown up. Yeah, but it feels like playing. Every time I get the Hoover, yeah, yeah. Every time I get the Hoover out, I think, ah, oh, oh, I love this Hoovering. Is, this is what grown ups do, isn't it? I yeah. actually love Hoovering. Hoovering. We have got. I bought myself for my birthday a couple of years ago. Oh, like four or five years ago, a Dyson cordless. What, and you cordless think you're not one. an adult, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point, actually. But um. I just love it. Treating myself to a Dyson. Uh, yeah, actually, that might be the moment I turned into an adult, actually, when I bought it. It's the best money I ever spent, honestly. It's, it's just so good. I love it. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. I don't like Dyson's. I, I, we've got Henry Hoover. And I tell you love what, Henry. That, yeah, Henry's that is a good. robust, that is is a robust, robust vacuum yeah. cleaner. I mean, you can sling that thing around and <laughs> that's not going to damage anything. <laughs> I'd quite um, like a Henry, I'm not going to lie, but I yeah. do have... I've got a Dyson too. Actually, I've got a Dyson handheld, and then I've got oh, a yeah. Vax upright, and that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I love that's a, the that's dream a good there, one. the Vax. Is it the carpet cleaning one? It's not, no, and it's a bit knackered. <laughs> but I'm looking at it now, like, longingly. Oh, isn't it lovely? It's really nice. <laughs> I think there but are, then, though, like I said, there are moments... I think there are moments, obviously mine was four years ago, when you do feel like an adult like when, when, my, when I'm hugging my daughter I do sometimes think mm. oh I'm a dad oh, and I, feel yeah. like I am an adult but I do think 99% of the time you do feel like you're winging it um, and I think everyone does I think and in a way yeah. that's quite comforting even the most put together people that you see on WhatsApp or Instagram or whatever are having days where they feel like they don't know what they're doing so I think it's just that's, yeah. that's just adulting I'll feel like an adult when I eventually buy an iron I don't have an iron. <laughs> I've never bought an iron. I don't have an iron. <laughs> and the I day I iron, iron, I think I'll be like, I've reached pinnacle adulting. <laughs> Adulthood, yeah. Everyone's like, what? Again, you... again, people going, but how do you iron um, Ross's shirts? I've which never... that alone is hilarious because I do not iron anyone's no. shirts. Like, he does his own. But even then, he doesn't because we don't have an iron. We shake <laughs> everything out of the washing machine, hang it straight exactly. away. Yep. It's done. Yeah, they fall out, don't they? Yeah. yeah, I think pinnacle adulthood is when you get a national trust membership. Oh, I actually would love that. I yeah, would love that. So you, I would yeah, actually you love that. Adulthood Am then. I an adult? Is that what we're so saying? I'm be. an adult. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely adulthood. You get your national trust membership. There is a moment. Get really though, excited when a little catalogue comes as well oh. and tells you oh, all I love places it. you can go. Yeah, really yeah. I guess actually being an adult is there. There is a moment though, isn't there, where it flips and things you found boring as a kid suddenly you realise are really nice. Like what, like Hoover's? To, like Hoover's, <laughs> yeah. yes. Like going to a national trust property. Like olives. I remember it was literally overnight. I was like, oh, olives are disgusting. Oh my god, olives are amazing. And I, 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 I well, and also you become a connoisseur of olives. Like, oh, these olives. I prefer the pimento <laughs> olives yeah. actually. Oh, the pimento ones, yeah. And ah, oh, these green ones are so good. Um, well, um, these aren't stoned. Uh, that's that's disgusting. We're doing, a, yeah. we're doing a house renovation project at the moment. And yesterday, the, a lot of the tiling started to be done. Well, uh, nearly finished. And I got so excited. Today I went around to the house and I'm taking photos, sending them to my friends going, look at the tiles. And I think it's like, yeah. what's, what happened to me? Like that. I'm actually sending photos of tiles yeah. and, and expecting people to be as excited as me. And they're generally, <laughs> yeah. generally not. No 18-year-old is doing that. No 18-year-old is taking photos of their parents' house renovations saying to their mates. On one of them, I even said, check out the grouting. <laughs> <laughs> Have you gone for coloured grouting? So on 
Giles, thank you for <laughs> even appreciating and asking that question. Well, yes. so my wife is a trained interior designer, so. Oh, here we go. Uh, so so yeah. it's not, not, not bright colours. So we've gone for, oh God, are we really having this conversation? We've yes. gone for these um, sage green tiles. I'll, sh- I'll send a photo to you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really well, we've, got some, we've got something similar in our kitchen with the grey grout. We've got a grey yes. grout. I love a grey grout. Grey grout generally, but these ones have got... They're, they're sage colour and they've got a sandy colour grout, Ooh. which is a slightly warmy yellow. It's really so they have brick, is it like a brick tile? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's all about the brick tile. We, so oh I my think God, it's, what's happened to I think it's confirmed that we are, ad- we are adults. <laughs> <laughs> We're either adults oh or really uncool. I, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was always uncool, so actually that's probably that ticks that box as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's the thing as well. When I look at, at the kids, kids these days, and um, they all seem to have. Are we allowed to swear? They have their shit yeah. together, right? Yeah, all yeah. the kids, all the kids these days have their shit together, or they at least appear to. Because I, again, I look at Nicole, and she'll do her makeup immaculately. Like I mm. would. I mean, she she goes quite heavy on the eyeliner. She's quite gothy, mm-hmm. but I look at her and think I would. I would probably tone the eyeliner down a bit but I'd go out like that and you look great mm. at that age I had zero clue what I was doing but I guess a lot of this is down to like YouTube tutorials and things yeah, like that yeah. they've got a lot more access to stuff these days but the way I used I mean at 13 I was still borrowing my mum's makeup which blew just blue eyeshadow and whatever lipstick I could find and definitely a line there that ended of, of foundation <laughs> oh yeah but Nicole's That's like it. she's blended her eyes and her it just looks absolutely immaculate and all the girls do it's like how how is this is it do you think that is that kind of like with you with instagram and youtube i guess there is that the sense that you have to do it right maybe that's it these these templates they're just more information yeah access to more information it's all out there isn't it how to how to adult or how to look like one yeah or yeah yeah i don't know what there was for us as kids just i don't know magazines teen magazines and stuff i never read it's any just our but mates, isn't it? like yeah. you just kind of mates yeah, and you... smash hits smash smash it. <laughs> so so yeah it's my um my sort of skill i don't have many but my skill is just remembering lyrics to songs and um it was all down to collecting them from smash hits so quite proud of so that. what kind of what like bros and kylie no Minnow, not that kind of no 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 it's more rap but really oh. rubbish rap yeah okay so if we because i can't sit so now if we go to karaoke let's go to karaoke by the way yeah yeah um, that sounds amazing <laughs> and i don't sing i just rap and it's okay so what's your go-to rap tune? so it's like the gold digger is my is my go-to oh okay usually yeah there's a, there's a few um that's oh, a bit newer though i'm thinking but, i was thinking you might be going back to like vanilla ice or well something. the other one's vanilla ice in fact, Hammer. So I, Hammer. I rewrote vanilla ice i was i was um maid of honor matron of honor for my best friend and instead of doing a speech i rewrote ice ice baby oh amazing, amazing. and performed it and it it went down so well. I was oh, so nervous. Amazing. I was quite drunk by that point, but it went down really, really well. Um, oh yeah. And then, and then the other one, jump, crisscross. That's you know. oh yeah. Crisscross is going to make you <laughs> jump, jump. So all the cool ones. All the cool ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I like that. I think I had the single of that. I think I had the seven inch. Did you used to listen to it and wear your trousers back to front? 
I didn't do the trousers thing, but um, <laughs> we definitely down the youth club. So I was a, uh, I was a DJ in um, down at the youth club. So yeah, we used to. Me and my mate used to. We said we made a pact. He said if we don't find jobs by the time we're twenty one, that we'll start a DJ business <laughs> and we'll go and do like events. Brilliant. Uh, this is a pact we made. Um, it's never happened though, unfortunately. I've still got his number though, just in case. Yeah, no. I was going to say, keep that um, idea, keep it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to DJ at the youth club. So we used to go to. There was a, a record shop in in my town, see where I live, called Duns, and they used to sell five singles for a quid. So we Whoa. would just we just get the ones with the best covers, basically, because we didn't. They were, the, the five singles for a quid weren't the good stuff. That was all oh, the right. kind of <laughs> stuff that hadn't charted. So it was all like cheap stuff. So yeah, we used to get loads of that so we could build up our record collection so that we'd have this diverse thing. But I do remember having the Criss Cross single and that was one that we played quite regularly. Um, it's a banger, I think the kids it say It is a these banger, days. it is a banger. <laughs> I don't think any kid says it's a banger these days, do they? So, you know. Another reason we are adults. It's another one to add to the pile. <laughs> what do the kids say though? Oh, they say the like most them. amount of bollocks I've ever heard. So Nicole will say, yeah, that's lit. Like, mm. what? Sorry, that's what? Or it's peng. Oh, lit, yeah. It's peng or it's... That's a South London thing, isn't it, peng? She'll, she'll also say... Um, we we calm we calm mm. yeah we, we we calm calm yeah that's Jesus. a South London thing as well I think calm. and we move that's another one isn't we, it? Move. we move yeah we move um, oh, another so what is thing that, is that says, keep calm and carry what is we move is that just like a, you know, we carry on yeah, regardless crack on, we carry, yeah crack on, I like on, by the way Giles I like that we calm we move is the new keep calm and carry on we got yeah it's too long that that's yeah. too long we we calm we move we need to cut it down yeah. somehow Come um. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one for the t-shirts, Charles. Yeah, we it can't, is. we move. We can't, we can't, we, we move. Um, yeah. Another one that she always says all the time, which really annoys me, she'll say, cringe. Like, but sometimes oh, yeah. she'll say, like, it's so out of context. Or, or another one is creepy. When things are not creepy. And I'm like, I don't understand. Or she'll say, there's just loads of absolute nonsense she comes out with at the moment. I go, is that good or bad? Just, I just don't understand. <laughs> so there's loads of things and she'll say things and... And I'll say, you know, that's not what that word means. And she's like, that's what it means now, mum. It's changed. <laughs> Keep changed up, mum. The meaning of it. I'm like, show you the dictionary. No, 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 darling. That's not what it means. Yeah. God, mum. Again, so Well, I'm just trying to think. Well, there must have been words that we used. Um, well, I, mean, I remember sort of cool, cool. You know, because it happens actually throughout history, doesn't it? That like young generations take words and then use them sort of out of context. Like sort of re yeah. them. Cool was the word. Wicked. I remember my parents being confused yeah. about wicked. Well, yeah, that's wicked, bad. Yeah. No, wicked's good. How is wicked yeah, good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked's good. Cool. Did we? Did we ever? I'm trying to think if I ever actually I mean, did I, say that something was fat with a ph. Oh, fat with a ph. That was most of my. For some uh, reason, that what's come into my head is us going around saying spam and then slapping someone on the on the forehead. I think you you've brought that <laughs> we before. Had to. Oh, I was, I was going to say that was a secret thing. Just triple T. One second. You spam and hit someone on the forehead. You basically go spam and then whack them on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, oh. I don't know where it originated from, but it was definitely a thing that we did a lot of. Wow. I, I remember that. But another one that, again, why the kids are so much cooler these days, because you would never catch <laughs> any of the kids these days saying chinny rack on. <laughs> chinny rack on, yes. <gasps> chinny rack on. 
<laughs> and what did that mean? That meant that you were lying or something, didn't it? I have like, no idea. Well, we had like yeah, a chin, 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 like, chin, yeah. 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 <laughs> my word. That takes me back, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think kids would be doing that these days. It's not very cool. No. They're, they're way too lit. Too lit, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're too, too lit, lit for that? Yeah. That would be, yeah. be cringe. That would be well cringe. We move, we calm. <laughs> we move, we calm. <laughs> oh, honestly, kids. Oh, I know, it's an endless subject. Oh, it really is. But, it really is. Yeah, it is, yeah. Jane, tell me about the videos, because they're brilliant, the videos you put up on social media. When did oh, you... bless you. What made you start doing those? Boredom. Was it just... <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, I started... Well, it really was boredom. Years ago, I was really bored, really single. Um, really single mum, anyway. And um, Vine started. Do you yes, remember Vine? Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was mainly... It was mainly an American thing at the time. There wasn't, there weren't many people over here doing it. There was a few. Um, and there certainly weren't many women doing it. And the women that were doing it were a lot younger for a start off. Um, but this is going back like 10 years now. Maybe, yeah, about, no, eight years. And I started doing videos on them. They started going really, really well. And Vine was brilliant because you only had to be funny for six seconds. Yeah. Which yes. is like great. Of course, because yeah, it was short yeah. format, wasn't it? Really short, but they looped. So you could start yeah. being experimental with the loop and, you yeah, know, make yeah. them, yeah, make them make sense in a, in a looping form. Anyway, it, it started going really, really well. And then I started to get loads of work from it. I ended up oh, wow. doing stuff for Channel 4. I ended up doing stuff with Jonathan Ross. I was doing stuff for, like, Garnier and uh, L'Oreal and all oh. these, like, it was it was amazing. And it was actually, that's how I sort of started working with David Schneider. Um, you know, lovely yeah. David Schneider, Alan Partridge. Yeah, um, nice guy. And yeah, and we, we started working together on lots of different brand things. Um, and it was weird. It's just, it sort of evolved. And then Vine finished. But before Vine finished, actually, I um, I sort of lost my confidence a little bit. I had, I, I met Ross and suddenly I, I wasn't as bored. <laughs> And then, um, and then I fell pregnant, so I clearly hadn't been very bored. And then, <laughs> um, and then I had Piper. Oh, that was it. This was interesting. And this didn't sit right with me at all. Um, I was six or seven months pregnant, and all my followers knew that I was pregnant. I talked about it a lot. And um, a company got in touch with me. I won't say who, but a company got in touch with me and saying, we'd like you to – an alcoholic – uh, an alcohol company, oh, okay. uh, yeah. They got in touch with me and said, we'd like you to do this, you know, whatever, this product. And I was like, I can't because I'm pregnant. And they were like, don't worry about it, it's fine. Um, just shoot from the chest down. And I'm like, that, but my, my followers know I'm pregnant. Yeah. There's, I, I can't be seen to be doing this right now. Mm. They, don't, honestly, don't worry about it. No, I'm like, it won't look good on me and it certainly won't look good on you. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, turned it, I turned it down. But I, I sort of lost my com- uh, my confidence in it all, and I just I don't know I just stopped doing them for quite some time, and then Piper sort of came along, and and she got to be like one or two, and I thought oh, I'm going to start. Loads of people saying do some more videos, do some more videos, and yeah, I just started back doing a few, just messing around, just just messing around. It was just mainly sort of to um, I don't know to make me feel like I could do it again. Mm. So the last last couple of years, I've just been. I just got back on it. In fact, it was beginning of lockdown when I did the pubic hair vi- yeah. <laughs> video. 
That's pinned on your thing on your. <laughs> it is. Twitter, it's my yeah. it's my pinned tweet on Twitter. It went down really really well, um, and yeah, just started from there again, and yeah, just I'll only do them now if I enjoy them, and I've, I've, yeah, I, course, it's weirdly yeah. I turned down lots of work stuff for them because as soon as someone wants to pay you, this sounds really silly. Yeah. I know may, some people might not understand, but. It, the fun's taken away from it. Mm-hmm. Somebody then, someone else is then controlling it. Mm-hmm. Become really like, oh my god, what if this isn't good enough? Because it's fine if I do a really crap video and post it out there, and I'm not getting paid for it, and yeah. it's just yeah. me. That, you know, people might go, well, that's a bit shit. But if someone's paying you, and there's feels like there's a lot riding on it, mm-hmm. oh, I just kind of yeah, I, I sort of went to pieces a little bit then. Um, but yeah, my confidence is back up again now, and I'll only do things if I if I want to and if I need to and if I you know feel I, the, feel the urge. That's really nice to hear your confidence is back. But I I relate to that so much because I have a very similar thing with my YouTube channel, which um, is sort of comedy football parody songs and stuff, and yeah. managed to get a really quite a decent and very loyal and friendly and supportive following on there, over a hundred thousand subscribers now. But I did the same thing where I sort of lost my confidence a bit and. I suddenly was, was getting brand deals and stuff and then you're completely right that changes everything you suddenly feel real pressure to do something well and get views and stuff where if, when it's just you it doesn't matter if something doesn't do well or does do well you know the pressure's off and yeah I really started to second guess myself and I'm then had a daughter so again time completely disappears yeah. I'm currently working on a live solo show for Brighton Fringe so that is obviously taking up time whereas the Euros are on so I should really be pumping out content but it, it's it's funny how you can be doing really well and your confidence can can drain away from you even though you have and i'm so lucky to have this really supportive group who of followers who don't don't care they'd happily yeah. just watch anything and they they like me and my content but it's it's so easy it's like a bucket putting a hole in a bucket and and, and that confidence draining out and it happens so quickly and and to build yeah. it up again can be really difficult so i really really relate to what you're saying yeah it's it is weird isn't it but it <laughs> Like I say now, any video I do now is because I, I I don't pressure myself to, oh, you must do one every week. You've got to do one yeah. now. You've got to post one now. Sometimes I'll go three weeks, four weeks not yeah. doing anything. Because if, if I haven't got an idea, I'm not going to sit down and force an idea out. It's only if something comes into my head. Yeah. So I'm quite happy that I haven't set myself up for... So a lot of people are, are, are absolutely timed. They have to release yeah. a video every Friday. I don't know if yeah. you do that, Jim, if you do that. I used to. So, so actually, actually, when I was doing it my best, I was doing that every Friday morning. I was like, I'm going to release a song, whether it's like amazing or average, I'm going to release it. And actually, <laughs> for YouTube, it really works. It's just regularity. So people subscribe and yeah. they know, oh, Friday morning, Jim's doing a song. And I actually got to the point where I was doing three and a half million views a month because people were... Dr- and they weren't... Some of them were re- some of them really good and I'm really proud of them. Some of them, I look back and I think, I forced that a little bit. But the listeners didn't care as much. But yeah. I, I'm like you now. Like, I, my head at the moment is completely filled with this live show. So... And I'm really enjoying it to the point where I was in the shower this morning. I thought of two little add-on jokes for a certain bit I'm doing on on, on uh, football, actually, as it goes. It's, it's a lot about football. Um, and so that was that was good. But I'm not having ideas for songs. So I don't feel like forcing it because I know yeah. I'm not going to enjoy yeah. the process. It might not be Never that good. Never as good. But I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. this creative process of doing this show. Oh, I can add that bit on. Oh, I can't wait to try that tonight at this gig I'm doing. And so I think you just your brain tells you what you want to focus on really and you just if you yeah. sort of listen to it and crack on then i think you'll be happier and then time will come up to do the songs or do a different video but yeah. really you do sort of deep down your gut knows what you want to do absolutely giles are you like that with your writing 
I don't, yeah, forcing it. I mean, funny enough, actually, I've been trying to write a book proposal for the last few weeks, and I, I'm again, I'm trying to kind of force it. And I think it just doesn't work if you're trying to force stuff out. So I'm just going to have a break from it. Yeah, because sometimes you've got to step back, haven't you, a little bit? And just yeah, go. definitely, and then just crack on with, like, normal stuff because, um, yeah, because the, the good stuff won't come out. It just won't come out, and and I don't want to do just for the sake of it. Yeah. Right, just create stuff for the sake of it. It's not, just, it can't be like that for me. No. Um, it has to be quite organic. Um, yeah. And not was, One thing I noticed as well with uh, when I was doing Vine, there was a lot of... I don't know that you sort of see it in other people. There's a lot of desperation, and I think people can sense that. Like, please like this, please watch this, please do that. I, I don't know. It's but then again, I suppose it's fair enough if people have put a lot of time into something. You wanna, mm. you, you want know people what? to see it. That that sort of I see. I see that as well. I I, I see it on Twitter sometimes. Like, a, there's a lot of yeah. football accounts I follow, and some of them are really relentless. At, um, there's a there's a there's a there's a football one actually I follow quite closely and uh, he's a really nice guy but he's very relentless with sort of getting people to like and follow stuff and uh, that's just not yeah. me that's just not me and I kind of and it really works for him he's built up a really really big and loyal following and he's actually making a lot of money now doing sort of podcasts off the back of it so fair play to him but I I know what works for me so I kind of think okay cool I probably won't end up as successful on Twitter or with a following like that because it's not my vibe but fair play to him and I think that's that's the creative industry like there are people. There's a lot of, especially in the comedy world, a lot of people doing stuff online that I think, not sure about yeah. that. But you have to, if you are also going to be a creator, you have to take a step back and be like, okay, that is not my bag, but fair play to this person for cracking on, you go for it. Because what I'm doing won't be everyone's bag as well, but it's very yeah. difficult. Do you not get that though with people sometimes? It's, I've, been, I've been lucky on Twitter. I've got some amazing followers who are really just, just lovely. And I... I haven't suffered with trolling so much, but every now and again you get something. Yeah. Someone will say, like, I could put a video out there and get, for example, say 200 people saying, oh, this is brilliant, this is amazing, and one person will go, bit shit, yeah. or they might go, not, not as good as your last one, or uh, I can't think of an example, but they might just yeah. say something, or, or that's not even related to, but they'll have a dig of some sort, and that's the one that I take with me all day, yeah. and I'm just like, Oh, and then, and then I'll think, you know, two weeks later of a brilliant comeback. I could, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I start hunting them down. That thing you said yeah. three months ago, yeah, have this. <laughs> yeah, let's pretend it's three months ago, and now I'm going to do my yeah. echo. And um... oh, I've only just seen it. I'm going to reply now. No, <laughs> no. I, um, it's it's awful. That's that's the thing. You kind of. Oh, I don't know. You, you just you just want you want people to enjoy what you do. You, you, but I guess, and I have to keep telling myself this: if you're going to take notice of the bad, uh, sorry, no. If you're going to take notice of the good, you have to take notice of the bad, or just ignore them all. Yeah, good yeah. or bad. Yeah, just take it. It's just it's it's it doesn't matter really at the end of the day, does it? No, I, th I think yeah. no, no, it doesn't. I think, and I think we are. Our brains are very, um, they're still set up for, for um, the fight or flight days. You know, that we're not, we haven't, our brains haven't evolved very much particularly, um, although we have evolved as a species, but our brains are still very much that kind of, you know, if we, we, we tend to get drawn to negativity, even if you, like you say, you can have, yeah. you could have a thousand amazing messages of support yeah. and like, and then there's that one that it, it just, dig at you 
and we all do it i mean i i'm the same i never get anything negative you're like oh, never gonna do anything ever again um is, is that but it is it's just that that it's our kind of negative we're set towards negativity and then it used to be like running away from a tiger that was going to yeah. us but now it's That's running away from like a troll a negative on response <laughs> we, yeah um, now it's a negative response or a notification coming through that we don't like along with david schneider back when we were doing the vine stuff um we were the official um social media people for the olympics which was brilliant oh, and what an honor to do it was awesome yeah. and also at that time i was working at bbc3 and i was doing the um the continuity talking between the shows and stuff like that. Okay, so yeah, yeah. so I got to do, I got to announce the Olympics on BBC Three because it was all being shown wow. on there as well, which was which was great. So I felt even though I'm not into athletics at all, I or oh, whatever is it even just athletics? So this <laughs> yeah. is how little I know about stuff like this. But that was <laughs> a big, I, lo- I love being part moment. of it. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But I, it was, because we were working so quickly on the Vine stuff and, and we had to watch constantly. If we had an idea, we had to do it, but we had to get approval first and then send it out and then post you know it was it was a real quick t- i mean very quick turnaround and um i did one quick video sent it to david and i remember putting desperately seeking approval because i was like <laughs> and he replied with aren't we all <laughs> and i was like that's that's just perfect yeah that's ultimately what we're all after at the end of the day isn't it approval we just want someone to like yeah. our stuff hundred <laughs> yeah. percent yeah approval and de- valid- validation yeah, it, it comes up a lot on the podcast, but it is as creatives we we desperately want that. But I think if yeah. you're, I think if you're someone who, because I think about, <laughs> I've seen in the comedy industry actually, there's a few comics that I've worked with in the past who are perfectly nice guys, but they've gone very free speechy online. Ooh. One of them actually works for a radio station now, and he's just, and it's just so weird. And so they their mentions must be more ne- almost more negative than positive. So I think. What's that like? Because actually, the three mm-hmm. of us here, we're very lucky. We get we get ninety nine percent positive, which is why we focus on the negative. Because actually, it's quite rare. So I think. Yeah. It, but if you're getting lots of negative yeah. comments, it probably becomes a bit water off a duck's back, and actually, you become used to it. Which is not somewhere I want to be. I don't want to be used to negative comments. I still want to be someone no. that's a bit like, oh, that I'm not used to that kind of thing, because that shows that I'm sort of in the right space and doing okay. If if a if a comment a, a negative comment is rare, so I think you know we're in the right we're on the right path. I'd yeah. much rather be that than someone that's getting hundreds of negative comments and get used to it. I think that would be a much worse situation. But people caught it, don't they? People actually go out yeah. to do that. That is their aim, is to rile people. And they, they just want to fight. And again, on the odd occasion that I've got some troll sort of saying something, I will always go to their page, have a little scroll down at what they... And it's the same. They do it to everyone. They do it to absolutely everyone. It's like... Yeah. Well, it, ha- it, re- it actually makes me feel really sad for them because I think, is your life so miserable or something so bad happened to you that mm. the only way you can get pleasure is to make everyone else feel as crap as you? And it, this, I mean, I'm no therapist. So I don't know if you've guessed that. But, you know, they, they must have a field day with somebody like that. Like, why are you, yeah. why are you doing that? What do you get out of it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that about, um, and obviously the high-profile people, that we see on social media, uh, who some of them have run for mayor, I think recently. But um, yeah, those those high-profile people who who are obviously really up for a ruck mm. uh, online and and will say sort of nasty things or horrible things um, and and just you know just regular trolls as well. And I do think beyond what they're doing, 
whether it's just they're like grifting controversy also there might there is a case that probably that person has got some sort of sadness in their life or mm. some damage or some, something and, I, and that's not excusing their behavior but i think there is probably something underlying there must be well, think, there yeah. must be yeah yeah because you can't yeah i just i don't get what somebody gets out of it <laughs> Fair enough, not even fair enough, but if it was done in a comedic way and it was like, it was scathing, but it was like, oh, I see what you did there. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah. But there's no skill to it. It's just, I'm just going to be a massive twat just to try and make your day a little bit shitty. Is Cheers, it, mate. Um, Thanks. Is well it, done. Is, yeah, well done. By the way, it's worked because I do feel shitty now. So yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Is it? Yeah. I guess in a way it is almost a validation thing as well. They want, they still want approval and a validation in the same way we do. We're just trying to do it sort of through normal, nice means. And I guess mm. it must work being nasty because you do get a validation that what you've said has got a reaction. I, I don't know. I used to go through a thing. It's a bit embarrassing to say this, but I used to try and with trolls, if there were people that I knew, say that from like the football community or the Palace community, there's a few people that support Palace that really dislike me and I, I don't really know why but I decided not to engage with it but I used to engage and I used to call it I used to try and get that person to like me I, I want to kill them with kindness and I used to call it yes. man- Mandelering because it's just such a terrible phrase to, to diminish one of the greatest men of all time um, <laughs> but because he was sort of famously very sort of kind to his enemies I used to call it Mandela I'm going to Mandela this guy and I'm going to get him to like me and it never yeah. it never happened but there was one time it, di- it all, I thought it had and I thought I got this troll back on side and then he said something even more horrible about me and I realised no this is a waste of my energy this is a waste of my time and energy I'm going to focus on actually just being positive and engaging with people that like me and if you hate me you hate me and I'll just mute you block you and you crack on I'll crack on and and otherwise Mm. I'm wasting my what little energy and time I have on trying to get this guy to like me for no reason so but yeah I that, always yeah. give that advice to other people and just say block and move on block and move on I never follow it <laughs> I'll tell yeah. everyone else to do it but then I'll get really riled and wound up but I, I, I always try and do the same and do the kill and kindness yeah. thing um, and it has worked a few times in fact yesterday um, I posted a picture for our wedding anniversary and it was it was more of a joke I was like here's a picture of me in my favourite dress that also had pockets oh and Ross was there too <laughs> and, uh, and loads of people being really nice happy you know happy anniversary and all this sort of stuff and one person who doesn't and it's when it's people who don't follow you yeah. who comment so you don't even follow me why why are you bothered about what I post and this guy well I think it was a guy he had a profile of a dog so I don't know why I just thought it was a bloke uh, they never show but, their um, face yeah, exactly. Um, and they put, oh, is this Facebook? Because I put a wedding you know, anniversary kind of picture up. Oh, is this Facebook? And I, but I, I didn't kill with kindness. I went back with kind of going, no, actually, it's Twitter and it's my Twitter page and I will post <laughs> whatever I want on oh, my Twitter page. Yeah, yeah. But they, they came back to me with, oh, I'm really sorry. It was only a joke and, and you look really lovely and I'm really sorry. And I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> It's really hard to sense tone on Twitter, oh, though, isn't it? It is. Like, it is. It yes, is. it really is. And actually, my <laughs> for, I'm if I see a comment like that that is could be translated as negative, my first reaction is to go, "Why are they taking a piss?" When actually, it could be a joke that's gone wrong. But I think yeah. we do get defensive online. I certainly do. I think, oh, like fuck off, definitely. And I have, yeah, I try not to engage. <laughs> and a few times I've looked back and I thought, yeah. oh, actually, no, they weren't. Maybe that was a joke. I don't know. But it's just it's very easy 
to go straight to oh why are you taking a piss out of me but, but as you say mm. tone is so if this is in the pub you'd know straight away if that person was joking or from their body language or from the tone of their voice but on mm. twitter that all goes and it is it's so difficult to to read that stuff don't you think though that we've also lost the kind of ability to have a just a normal debate even not just on twitter i found this on facebook all around COVID, because obviously so many people are split and all over the place. And, you know, some people are for masks, some are against it. Some are, you know, it's 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 awful when you kind of get down to it all. But there's been times where I've posted something on Facebook um, and you'll get a friend. Well, I say a friend, it's like a distant friend because my Facebook is private. So it's, it's just for friends, if you like, people I've actually met and met. Yeah. Um, and it was a guy that I haven't seen for a long time, but he clearly disagreed with me. And we ended up having such an awful, like it was, it was hurting my stomach. Yeah. I was, I couldn't think of anything else. And I, cause I don't want to be in a row with somebody. And I was, I was dreading opening my phone to see what he'd replied with. I ended up sending him a long message privately. I actually almost made myself cry with it. And he got back saying, I'm actually in tears because oh, wow. I just said, look, here's the thing. If you and I had this conversation down the pub, We'd see the look in each other's eyes. We'd probably take the piss out of each other. We'd, you know, they'd be nudging this and the other. And I'd go, no, I don't agree with you. He'd go, no, I don't agree with you. We'd have a pint and we'd be fine. But you can't do that on Facebook. It just goes from zero to really angry. And then you end up blocking them. And it's like, that's not how we should act. It's not how we should be. We we don't need, you know, we should be able to have a debate. And me and my best friend, my friend Nikki, we go on walks nearly every day to, together. And we actually walked a marathon. We, we ended up doing 27 miles the other week for charity. Um, but we, we, the reason I did it with her was because we never run out of things to talk about. Yeah. But the best thing is, and we, we were telling our kids about this, what we love about each other is we agree on not very much. Like mm. she has, a, she's so intelligent, she's awesome. She has very strong opinions on one thing. I have very strong opinions on it. And we will walk and walk and walk and listen to each other's side of the argument. And I go, yeah, but what about this? And she'll go, yeah, I've not thought about that. But still, I think this. And I go, yeah, I've not thought about that either. That's how it should be. And, you know, you can be best mates and not agree on anything. But, you you know, you talk and you debate. And sorry, I went off on a massive rant then, didn't I? I Yeah, but that's it. We have lost that sort of constructive communication with one another. Having, you know, because of... Because, you know, social media isn't nuanced. It is you're on one side of the debate or your other. It's binary a lot of the time. And it's become yeah. it's become worse and worse, isn't it? I think with, with what's gone on politically in the world and um, obviously it's been even more exacerbated through, through COVID and the lockdowns and everything. And, you know, and now there's anti-vax and all these different things that are coming up. Um, and, you know, and I think online conspiracy theories germinate more than they probably had ever did before you know and so yeah the, the, a nuanced debate is very lacking very difficult to have one isn't it I think, yeah on, on social media this is why coming back to the whole you know my, my daughter doing ethics and it she's like I said she's very good at it and I just think it's great that and it's 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 a very um it's one of the most popular options at their school because she's going into you oh, know, GCSE cool. options and that really makes me feel happy that these kids... Yeah. I, I don't think I'd have chosen mm. that at school. I just anything that's easy, that, yeah, you know. I wouldn't have. She's chosen this and loves to debate it. And she'll sit back down at the dinner table with us. And we like to play devil's advocate with her. So she'll go... 
she's very uh, she's she's amazing when it comes to oh, there's, there's so many topics but she can argue and argue and argue and i'm like yeah you keep going i will all, like i said we'll be devil's advocate for her to give yeah. us something to bounce back off um but the fact she cares mm. it makes it gives me a little bit of you know faith in the future that yeah you know i feel i feel confident actually in the, in the next generation i think they care about the right things you know they're massively hot on yeah. climate change you know and i think yeah. they, they care about things that actually sort of sort of matter and i don't know if that's just a young person thing like were we like that i can't remember what i cared about at that age but i don't know if that changes when you get older or they are just more tuned in generation that's probably going to save us all to be honest because uh we need it but yeah, yeah. i was going to say like my my two are definitely more tuned in to social justice yeah. and um you know trans rights yeah and absolutely all sorts of things they're much <laughs> more like keyed into that sort of stuff I don't think I was into like any kind of. I mean, I probably watched the news yeah, when I was a kid, yeah. but I wouldn't have really kind of, you know, unless it was music or football. I probably wasn't that interested Same. about like what was going on, you know, socially. But my kids are much more and very much, much more um, understanding and compassionate to those things. You know, it just doesn't doesn't phase them. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm speaking. I'm speaking generally, but particularly, I notice it my kids that. You know, you talk to them about like things like climate change and that, and they're very knowledgeable about it. But also, it's something that they feel like they got to do something about and be proactive with. And but if you think about it, they're fed that stuff in a much more fun way. We were just taught about stuff like that at school. We didn't yeah. have social media yeah. or anything like that. We were taught about it in a really boring yeah. lesson where you're like, "Oh God, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when's this going to be finished?" <laughs> Whereas they get it in fun formats on Instagram yeah. and or on Snapchat and they hear all these stuff like Nicole will come to me about have you heard about this in the news we there was the news at well, it was nine o'clock then wasn't it the news at nine yeah, yeah. um that we didn't have any other outlet that was that was fun yeah so it's no. if it's if it's given to them more they're more aware of it and great that's I mean that's that's a very good side of social media as far as I'm concerned yeah and there is, and that, and it is, it is important to recognise there is a good side of it. I know we've talked about the negative side of it, and and obviously that is is pretty bad. But there are good sides of it, and there are people using it for the right things, and clearly having an effect and helping the next generation make a change. So, yeah, it's good and bad things to everything, but I think it is important to recognise that there are good things as well about social media. Um, yeah. Jim, it's us again, and uh, we've got some big news. We have indeed. Uh, Giles, I can't believe I'm saying this. We've written a book, a book about blank moments based on this very podcast. Yeah, we've been recording this podcast for a while now, and as we've been doing, we've realised that everyone has these difficult blank moments. All our wonderful guests that we have on the podcast and our listeners get in touch with us all the time to tell us about their own situations, their own experiences of blank moments. And sometimes that can be from a personal life, from their career, the relationships they're in, or maybe it's a public situation. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's one of those terms that can be applied to anything. Social anxiety, imposter syndrome, just sort of generally being off form, having an identity crisis. I mean, it's all part of the human condition. And yet we all get thrown off from time to time and sort of made to feel a bit helpless yeah so the book is made up of all these different chapters that sort of concentrate on these various themes that come up in the pod so whether it's uh, public failure social anxiety fear mental health grief 
all the things that our amazing guests have talked about on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, and those guests include Louis Theroux, David Harbour, Reggie Hunter, Dawn French, Rachel Paris, Amanda Abington, John Ronson, Rufus Sewell, Gary Lineker, all these people that really opened up to us about these difficult moments. And what we've done is we've dived into them, um, explained how we relate to them, talked a little bit about our own experiences and almost gone on a journey of this discovering blank moments and how they've helped us. And we hopefully we take the reader on a journey with us. Yeah, there's loads of stuff in there for everybody, I think. It's a bit memoir, it's a bit self-help, and there's lots of interactive bits in there as well, so you can do your own gratitude list, and there's tips on uh, if you're having sleeping problems. So all different things that you can take out of the book. And where can people get hold of this book, Jim? Well, so it comes out in March in 2021, but it's available to pre-order right now from Amazon, waterstoners.com, and hive.co.uk. Yeah, it's, I'm really looking forward to everyone getting their hands on it. And uh, hopefully lots of people will be able to identify their own blank moments. And you never know what you might find out. Well, Jane, it's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you both. I've, honestly, I've loved it. It's been really nice just to have a little bit, yeah. of, a, bit of a gossip. Yeah, you've been yeah. so easy to talk to. It's absolutely flown oh, yeah. by. It's been uh, it's been lovely. Thank you so much. It's because it's just you know it's just nice to talk to somebody who's not my husband or my children. So you know, <laughs> yeah, same, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And thanks for not taking the Mickey out of my lips or anything like that. You've I just said great. if you hadn't mentioned it, literally would have not. Yeah, I would so, have. Said, yeah, we wouldn't yeah. have noticed. <laughs> But, you know, now, now you mentioned it. We have been, yeah. yeah, now you've said it. I'll stop right thinking now. about it. No, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you both. Thanks for having me. No, no, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. There you go. I've got a thing of something else to say when I... When well, I um, Jane go. Sharp. <laughs> I know, well, it's become my thing now, isn't it? Uh, Jane Sharp, what a fantastic person. Incredibly talented and just absolutely lovely and really easy to talk yeah. to. That was such a lovely chat. Went to so many different places and honestly, we could have... I know we say this every week, but we could have chatted for hours more. You know, it was uh, it was very, very easy. So thank you, Jane, so much for joining us and being just a fantastic guest. Yeah, it was great. It, honestly, we were, I felt like we were sort of putting the world to rights, weren't we, on various different subjects. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was great. It was just like going for a couple with your mate and having a chat and a catch up, um, which is lovely, which is, you know, it's nice when we have them like that. It's less formal. Yeah. I mean, we're, obviously none of us are particularly formal as such, but, you know, sometimes we do prepare the odd question but it's nice <laughs> the it's nice question, not yeah. to have, be able to have to use any of them yeah it's very true yeah no it was um yeah very very easy conversation we hope you guys felt the same way and um it's just nice connecting with someone who you know you respect as a creator but also it turns out you're just on a similar wavelength when it comes to parenting and growing up and all that kind of stuff like which is i think you know we get this with a lot of our guests don't we but we're all sort of more similar, really, than we than we realised, and it was definitely the case for Jane. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, it was great, and it was, um, yeah, it was really lovely and insightful, and yeah, I, I knew it would be a great conversation with Jane because she just has that energy about her, and um, yeah, I yeah. recommend everyone go and follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Um, she's a great person to interact with. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. Speaking of Twitter and Instagram, mm. shall we uh, tell people how they can get in contact if you're enjoying the show? If you like this episode or any others, please, we, we love hearing from you. You can tweet us, Instagram us, or Facebook us. Are they verbs? They are now. Um, and the handle is the exact same. It is At Blank Pod. And that's it. And that's the, that is the way to get in contact with us. So uh, please do. Or, of course, you can join our Patreon, uh, where you can get extra content, like this episode today. Uh, and also you can contact us directly on there as well. Um, in fact, that's even a better way because we'll see those pop up into our emails instantly. Um, and you can join us on Patreon at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash blank podcast. Uh, and there's various tiers on there, various rewards, mm. uh, which you can sign up to. And we love our patrons that have signed up so far. Uh, they're, they're legends. They are legends. Please, if you are listening to this on Patreon, tell your friends about it. See if they all want to join in join the patreon yeah. and get all this extra wonderful content that we'll be giving you indeed i know that some of our patrons have been enjoying the extra content we've seen some of their comments on the patreon page and on the super secret facebook group as well so uh yeah we'll keep doing extra content for all our episodes just for our patron fans so uh if you fancy a bit of that go to our patron page and you can sign up thank you well that's the end of another week's blank podcast jim it is, yeah. This I really enjoyed this mm. week. It, it was great, and uh, we'll be back next week, of course, with another yeah, guest, of course. Uh, with more extra content and all the usual stuff that we do. I can't wait to be honest. Yeah, neither can I. Good stuff. Well, look, Giles, have a good week, and you, Jim, and same to all our listeners. Have fun, stay safe, and we'll see you again soon on the next Plank Podcast. Goodbye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is a Blast Box Media Podcast.